Hi there, this is Erin Nicole, and you're listening to the Move Happy Movement podcast. On this show, I interview people from all over the world. Sometimes I do spirit-led sermons from the divine. In our household, we worship the Holy Trinity, Father of all of us, His Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I share music with you that He inspires through me to help empower you to find happiness from within. If you're brand new to this show, um, our service population are people with depression, depressed states, or family members or friends of those that might be struggling. It's another tool in the toolbox for mental health resources. This morning I was reading some scriptures that the Holy Spirit nudged on my heart to get into. Um, Some of it was in Luke. Uh, Some of it was in James. And uh, the Holy Spirit nudged on my heart. I've released a lot, a lot of anger in the last few sermons. A holy righteous anger, but nonetheless anger. And he has called us to be peacemakers. So that is the topic. That is your sermon title. So the first thing that came to mind was what an example my hero of 2020 was to me. He was assigned as my security detail. When the richest of the richest people had for, at that point, Two years that I was aware of tried to get me to join their satanic cult. I didn't know what their cult was. All I knew was the name of their organization and that they, as soon as I started doing Instagram ads for Move Happy and was learning social media, they started reaching out to me trying to get me to join their Illuminati club, group, whatever. They refused to tell me what their group was unless I joined them. So I kept saying no. Then late 2019, they had sent a woman to start to build a relationship with me. A fake friend. And over the course of the entire year of the pandemic... She started revealing more and more of her sheep persona, disguising her wolf truth. She was a PhD in divinity, former NFL cheerleader. She showed me evidence of it all. She told me she used to sell her music in the private music club of the high society. Her first song, she told me she wasn't allowed to keep any credit. That was how the music industry worked in her private faith. She was seven years old. She sold her first song to Aerosmith. Her family friends... Her mother was personal friends with the lead singer of Earth, Wind, and Fire. 
She had earned many Grammys. That's what she told me. When I started sharing the posts about it, how these people had reached out to me, how she had reached out to me and offered to help me finish my song for people with mental health conditions. A gift during the pandemic. October 10th, 2020, I was releasing a song, an original song for the World Mental Health Day that is on every calendar in the world. And I struggled with bridges. Sometimes the Lord gives me full songs, but I've never had any professional songwriting classes. I didn't have any music degrees. I was born into a professional musical family. Um, I'm from the lineage of King David, who slayed Goliath, and he was a musician that played his harp for the king. I'm in that bloodline. But I didn't have any formal training in what society would say is professional music experience. This evil cult saw my value. They tried to get me to join their cult very specifically by telling me their club name in 2018, 2019. Then they sent this woman over the course of a year to study my content. And I imagine they had private meetings about me because they knew my value. And they wanted to get me to join their group so then they could ruin my life like they've done so many people in America and I imagine around the world that are just regular Joes and Janes that are trying to do good and I I'm a peacemaker in my family I was the peacemaker between my parents they forced me to my dad would pull me into arguments as a child I learned how to be a peacemaker because my mom had issues with him gaining weight because that impacted his health and he didn't want to listen to his wife so he would pull me into the argument as young as three years old I had to grow up very quickly and he would say Aaron you don't think I'm fat do you and right in front of my mom in the middle of their argument and I'm like, no, Daddy, I don't think you're fat. Because what is a three-year-old supposed to say? You're supposed to honor your parents. But when your parents don't have their shit together, you're stuck in the middle. Now, I grew up in a very Christian household in Western society from two parents that were the children of World War II veterans. Very strict household when it came to spiritual health we were in church every Sunday mom was on the worship team so every Thursday we were at her rehearsals I was in the kids program when I was um, in elementary age we were a part of the Iwana program on Wednesday nights so that's three days in church every week then sometimes mom would be asked to sing at people's funerals or weddings and she did that as a service so I was homeschooled so I went wherever she went I was heavily involved in the church and with church-going people 
conservative Christians. And I'm grateful for that because it's memories like that, people like that, that have kept my mind sound for the last three years of the most ridiculous, asinine contest that the world created after they planned to kill millions and millions of human beings on earth. And when I was reading this morning in Luke 17, I'm going to pull it up because I believe the Lord desired for me to read a little bit of it to you. Luke 17, starting at verse 9. Oh, let's see here. Talks about him healing the uh, people with leprosy. I'm going to skip. I'm going to skip down to verse 20. The coming of the kingdom of God. Once having been asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, The kingdom of God does not come with your careful observation. Nor will people say, here it is, or there it is, because the kingdom of God is within you. Then he said to his disciples, the time is coming when you will long to see one of the days of the Son of Man, but you will not see it. Men will tell you, there he is, or here he is. Do not go running off after them, for the Son of Man in his days will be like the lightning which flashes and lights up the sky from one end to the other. But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so also will it be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came, and destroyed them all. It was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. But the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be just like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, no one who was on the roof of his house with his goods inside, should go down to get them. Likewise, no one in the field should go back for anything. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever tries to keep his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life will preserve it. I tell you, on that night two people will be in one bed. One will be taken, and the other left. Two women will be grinding grain together. One will be taken, and the other left. Where, Lord? they asked. He replied, Where there is a dead body, there the vultures will gather. We are called to be peacemakers on earth because none of us know how many days we have until the coming back of Jesus Christ. He's coming very soon. He whispered that to me this morning. I asked him, and he said not to tell you if it's going to be in my lifetime. 
I only tell you what he allows me to share with you because my spiritual gifts are extremely valuable. And I used to share everything of my journey. I used to share all of my internal thought processes to help people with depression not feel alone. But it's the evil people that are profiting off the pains of the poor that paid a lot of money to have me killed. They paid a lot of money to slander my, my name. And a lot of these evil people run our government. And they illegally added mental health diagnoses into my permanent medical record because their top security man of President Biden's team forced me to do sexually inappropriate things in private in 2020 after a non-emergency call that I made <clears throat> to try and get assistance for someone that was planning to kill his own mother and started acting out the plans. The, the FBI or whoever erased that phone call when I was asking for copies of everything because weird things were going on in my technologies. I had been marked. I had been targeted. They didn't like that I was using Jesus' name, that I was praising my Savior in America because this evil deep state has taken over. Illuminati has taken over America and they bought out a lot of government leaders and they have the power to use first responders and they proved it. And this man forced me to do sexually inappropriate things in order to not be killed in America in 2020. I was forced into prostitution, otherwise I would have been killed as a Christian woman. You can't be a peacemaker when you're forced to suck a man's penis, a married man. That man will go to hell if he doesn't repent. I don't even know if he's still alive. I don't wish ill on anybody. We are called to be peacemakers, but it has been very difficult for me to do that when people have been paid over a billion dollars to have me killed in America and to slander my name. Every single law, every single law that has been set to protect the vulnerable has been broken in the last three years. He sent me on purpose as a spy. In the middle of that emergency, he sent me to Trump's top security man, begging him to help me. He didn't tell me I was a spy. What he told me was, there's going to be a man with a veteran hat on in the lobby, real friendly guy. You're going to be able to trust this man. I had already been told from a cybersecurity expert, the original five of Apple that was a guest on my podcast earlier that year. He worked for Microsoft as well. And at that time, he worked for Pyramid Consulting as the director of IT responsible for 1,300 employees. He had already told me that if I made any phone calls to anybody, that they could trace the location for me and they could trace the location for my friends or family. So I was completely isolated, targeted. And I couldn't reach out to anybody I knew. They forced me into fear in America because they marked me. They had paid to have me killed and they paid the top fucking security man of President Biden. I didn't know it back then, though. 
I thought he was helping me. He forced me to do a prostitution act to stay alive. A veteran, former, first responder that worked where I used to live in Puyallup, Washington. From Michigan. All he knew how to do was take orders from his leadership. He was one of 18,250 men involved. And he sent me on purpose. That is how evil our leadership is. It's not just one man. Biden is the fall guy. It's a lot of evil people that have infiltrated America. And we've hit a breaking point. Similar to Sodom and Gomorrah. Similar to Noah's time. The father of all of us has had enough. Many people will die in my lifetime. That's what the Lord told me. In my lifetime, we will get down to a population, world population of 900,000. That is what the Lord revealed to me a few months ago. We are called to be peacemakers. It is very difficult to be a peacemaker in the middle of trying to keep yourself alive in the middle of a wartime when you're a woman and you are supposed to be covered and protected from men, but men use you. Both political parties used me the last three years, forcing me to do inappropriate things. Otherwise, they would shut my websites down. Otherwise, they would lock up my email accounts for my businesses. Otherwise, they would block me from making phone calls to my family and friends. It's been the worst three years of my life. You want to talk about being locked in a cage? That's been my life the last three years. Now, one half, they have locked me in a cage because they are trying to protect me. That is Trump's team, the White Hats. They are very well trained, and I only met one guy. And I married that guy last year. And these assholes tried to have us killed. He knew about the contract. He didn't tell me anything. He didn't tell me about the contract. He knew about it, and he also knew that love breaks contracts of murder. Yeah, love breaks contracts of stealing. And they were so upset that he married me because he <laughs> broke rules for me. Love covers over all wrongs. And these assholes, they knew. They knew that he broke the contract, that that was allowed. There are no rules in love and war. Hello, read the books. He covered me. He protected me. And then he really pissed them off because the Lord told him in the shower. I was in the living room. I was just hanging out. And he was in the shower. As soon as he gets out of the shower, he goes, Whoa, you'll never believe this. I said, what? He goes, God just appeared in the shower. I said, he did? What happened? He said, the, sh the shower curtain opened up on its own. I said, it did? That's kind of freaky. He's like, yeah. The Holy Spirit said, don't you think I'm more powerful than this shower curtain that I 
could move anything. I decide to move. People are disrespecting your wife. They are harming her reputation. You need to stand up and protect your wife. You will be a guest on her podcast. You will edify her and tell people the truth. No one can deny the truth if you are a guest on her show. This will be done today. And he got very specific with what the background was going to be. He put the American flag in the background. We set it up. He's on camera. We split it and did an audio thing. He put his mask on. He got permission from the team. He did whatever he had to do. I said, are you sure they're going to say yes? I thought you weren't supposed to be on camera. He goes, I don't care. I don't trust these guys. He broke rules for me because he loved me. And he had lived a life of peace for decades. He had given up the lifestyle, the rich, high society lifestyle of getting paid a lot of money to kill people for our presidents. He gave it all up and humbled himself. And he slept outside in the woods for two and a half years because he gave up his house for a family with five kids sleeping outside in America. And he didn't realize that the wait list was three years for men. He humbled himself. And when I met him, he was in a motel. That's when I met him, when I was needing emergency services because I had been targeted in America from the richest people that are in the pharmaceutical industry, that are in the food industry, that are all the richest, of the richest, of the richest, of the richest, the evil people. Now, there's rich people that are good, but these people, not good. Black hats, we're talking dark black hats. They had paid to have me killed. I have to watch my back for the rest of my life. He chose to marry me because he spent two months with me. He could see that I was good, and he had his buddies look into my background. I didn't realize how deep level they could look into my background until after These evil people had paid to have my husband and me killed. That's how powerful and evil these people are that have been allowed to come into America and have access to our information through cell phones. And my husband's buddies were worried that I might say things. I know it. I don't have evil in my heart. I've been a peacekeeper my whole life. And they made sure they sent me messages outlining all of my email addresses all the way to my first email account as a middle schooler. Excuse me, I was in junior high. But you get the idea. I think I created that email account in sixth grade, my first year in public school. Champ for Christ. They texted me a message with all of my email accounts letting me know their power and how they had access to look into my information beyond digital bullying. It's been hell for me the last three years of this contest. The Lord assigned me this very important position in the world. I've had to deal with a bunch of assholes 
that didn't have the vision from the Lord. A bunch of fucking assholes that forced me to move out of my husband's house, forced me to lose my bed that I paid for over the course of a year as a slave to the post office, forced me to lose my driving ability on Lyft because they hit my car. And then Lyft didn't help me at all. And then they took me off the app and they removed access to maps on my phones so I couldn't get normal jobs that Joes and Janes can get. They've completely flipped my life upside down. It's been horrible. But I know that the Lord has assigned me a very big assignment. And we're 15 fucking days away. We're signing contracts. Nobody's going to bully me ever again. A lot of these people that chose to bully me, harass me digitally, my husband's looking into it. I already know it. He's having conversations with people. They are scared out of their minds, as they should be. Nobody bullies a wife, the top security man of President Trump, and gets fucking away with it. I'm a veteran spouse. You don't need to bow down to me, bitches. But you will respect me. Many of these people have harassed all of my friends, all of my former co-workers. I introduced a lot of people to my community. A lot of people, a bunch of liars in the last three years. I've had to learn anybody can be bought out. That's what he trained me on in 2020. He trained me the best. I married the best security man in the world. I was friends with all the top security people all over the world. And they tried to have us killed last year. Big fucking mistake. Big fucking mistake. Now, the Lord has called us to be peacemakers. But the Lord also is darkness and wrath, if he needs to be. And the Lord fights our battles for us. All we have to do is be obedient to what he tells us to do. Now, the Lord has told me that war is coming. The Lord has told me that a lot of people are going to be dying very soon. So I ain't worried about nothing. But he's also assigned me to help the children of the world, the abducted children of the world. I know it. There's no other explanation other than he continues to show me nasty visions of what these pedophiles are doing in private. Top-level leaders. He says, say these names out loud. Clinton. Obama. Hiroshima. I can't pronounce that name, Father. Bagravaka. Harmony. Don't How do you say that, Father? Bagarakba. I don't think I said that right. A lot of people are involved. A lot of people. The richest of the richest from all over the world. They have gathered together in private meetings for 1,600 years. They have together performed satanic cult 
sacrifices in private. The Lord stopped all sacrifices when Jesus Christ died on a cross and rose from the dead. We don't do human sacrifices anymore. That is why these people were so embarrassed, mortified, in fact, in 2020 when the Epstein scandal started being released. What they planned to do by killing millions of people in population control, they didn't plan on a bunch of good citizens revealing the truth that they were harming the children of the world, creating birthing centers, sacrificing, drinking the blood of kids after torturing them. I'm a survivor of childhood abuse. You have a superpower. If you are a child survivor of abuse, of any level of abuse for me, it was four years. That's what I remember. Two years from three to five was pretty constant. Pretty much any time my parents had a date night, my oldest sibling was our abuser. All kinds of abuse. Everything under the sun. So I just learned to not show any emotion at all, and I became mute. Because any reaction to anything would cause him to either blow up and be violent and threaten us and we'd hide in a corner, or he'd do sexually inappropriate things to test and practice on us. Excuse me, on me. I don't know if he did sexually inappropriate things with my cousins, but I'm sure things will come out. He didn't want me to talk at all about my truth. And I said, you are the abuser. You don't get to choose what I share and what I don't share because the Lord told me I would be sharing my story, my truth, not to make people angry with my sibling. No, to show that you can forgive, just like Joyce Myers talks about forgiving her father for raping her for 15 years. And her mother stood by and knew it and didn't stand up for her. My mother knew bits and pieces of the picture. And when I told her at 14, she told me statute of limitations protects him because it's past the seven-year mark. It had been 11 years when I finally got confident to talk about my terrible childhood that I didn't receive any consolation. It was, okay, thank you for sharing your information. Would you like some therapy? That was it. And all I got was three sessions because I felt like a burden, which depressed People feel like burdens. Money was an issue. We were broke. We were always broke. My parents complained about money all the time. In a Christian household that is supposed to be trusting in the Lord for all finances, what they didn't realize was how deeply their stress about money impacted all of their kids and stopped me from getting extra help that I could have probably used, but the Lord uses it all. He uses my story for his glory. And I'm 15 days away from being crowned the first in history global mental health ambassador with my husband by my side. I know he will be returned to me. These evil people in this competition, they tried their best to destroy my marriage, destroy my money, destroy my reputation, and tell everybody I was mentally insane by illegally adding mental health diagnoses when their top leader was a bad leader. He didn't get properly trained before getting thrown in his position, and he had loose lips. I don't have any military training other than 
having a semester of <clears throat> junior ROTC, Navy, ROTC in my, my senior year in high school. And I was the platoon commander. Not because I asked to be. I did not ask to be in a leadership position. I have continued to be placed in leadership positions because leaders see me as a good leader. I don't like it. I'm not comfortable with it, but I'm getting used to being uncomfortable. I've been forced to be uncomfortable my whole life from men. So nothing, nothing is new under the sun. The Lord fights my battles for me, and he uses my entire story to help others. I've created 52 alternative therapies so far in my lifetime. There might be more that I'm forgetting. It's hard to keep track when you have that many. Each therapy, easily, trillion dollars. Easily. When you get it translated into white paper research, you get it put into textbooks sold at every university in the whole world. My husband? <laughs> good connections. Very good connections. We don't desire to keep our wealth. We desire to help as many people in the world as possible. The poor. That's what Jesus told us to do. So these nation's leaders, they need security. They will always need security because guess what? People love to be in powerful positions. And I married a very powerful man. And he was a humble man. He chose to be humble. And they tried to kill us. So my husband and I, we're going to be very rich for the rest of our lives. We're going to be lenders and not borrowers. And I imagine all these Nations that fucked up real bad last year when they tried to have us killed. <laughs> They're terrified out of their minds because my husband has associations everywhere. And they have no idea who those associations are, EOS bitches. So my therapies will be sold to every university. And the leaders, yeah, they will be telling those universities. Make sure. Make sure these textbooks get sold to all your students. Millions and millions of college students every year will be purchasing our therapies through the textbook partnerships we will have for years and years and years to come. And then the Lord told me that I'm going to have my own textbook with all my therapies. I don't know when we'll do that, but that's going to be another option for people to buy. Probably a digital and physical and probably audio too. Why not? All three. Why not? I think there's 16 million universities in the world, if I'm remembering correctly. 16 million, something like that. There's a lot. And then when you count how many students go to those universities. Not just universities. Colleges and trade schools. And why not have a version for high school? I took psychology in, uh, let's see, what year was this? I think in my senior year in high school. So why not have a version for high school students and just make it a little bit easier to understand the language? My mathematics class was the same in junior high as, as in college. And I had to pay $3,000 for that class. Same information I learned in junior high, but they required it for some reason in college. So I'm going to be getting paid back a lot of money times 10 for the rest of my life. And then the Lord's going to honor it and bless it because I desire to bless a lot of people. He is the source of all things. And he, he allowed 
for evil people to get in powerful positions for a certain amount of time to gain a certain amount of wealth. And he's moving your money out of your nasty bank accounts because he's tired of you harming the kids of the world. <clears throat> Peacemakers. Peacemakers. Yesterday. Was it yesterday or this morning, Father? Yesterday, I think it was. 97th song since since um, October 2020. The Lord gifted me my 97th song since these evil people tried to steal one song from me. Yeah. After this evil lady... Uh, convinced me to volunteer to help me finish writing the song for the International Mental Health Day. She then tried to bully me out of the song rights in the middle of safe housing, in the middle of being targeted from her group that she pretended like she wasn't a part of. Yeah, the Lord doesn't like thieves. So he gifted me 97 songs in the last three years. He told me I'll have 100 songs before our meeting, so I imagine I'll get three more songs in the next 15 days. I can't wait. I just keep being obedient to him. I focus on the assignment every day, minute by minute, hour by hour. I used to plan out a five-year plan. People ask me in all these interviews for jobs because uh, I lost my day job July 8th. I was in a car accident. It wasn't my fault. I was on a mission trip. And it's cost me my job because insurance companies are so rich, so cheap, and they haven't paid out anything. They refused to pay my $50 copay for my x-ray. They forced me to use my medical insurance through my day job. They aren't covering any medical, nothing. They aren't paying up front. I requested them to pay up front my medical bills and pay for a brand new car and a year's worth of gas. That's all I asked for me getting hit at 80 miles an hour. Am I spine is already bone on bone. I already knew that in 2015. So I know this didn't help make it any better. I've communicated my desires and they've been extra rude. So we're going to be suing these organizations. My husband told me I can sue anybody that's not acting like Christians. There's been a lot of organizations that have not acted like Christians at all and have judged me. Have judged me based on my income level. And because my husband isn't here as a veteran spouse, they forgot they're allowed to be in America. You can't take advantage of the poor and get away with it. So they've used me as bait for the last three years to see how bad America can get and just trace it all. So I've communicated. I communicated up front with this organization. I told them who my husband works for, and they still have been rude to me. So I've continued to put very specifically in email. So just to be clear, you're refusing to pay the $50 copay when you've cost me my job, you've forced me into homelessness, and you're refusing to pay medical bills, you're refusing to cover any of my expenses, and you've committed medical insurance fraud. Just, just wanted to, is there anything else you'd like to communicate with me before I submit this for the court case? Because I will be putting your name in the case when I'm suing your organization. And I know you're 1099. So I know that the traveler's insurance is not going to back you up. They're going to throw you out to dry. Just, is there anything else you'd like me to add? <laughs> Peacekeepers. It's impossible to be a peacekeeper if you have evil in your heart. So it is what it is. 
the Lord fights my battles for me. I'm going to be very rich. In fact, I might start my own insurance company. Why not? Why not? Since these people aren't following laws, clearly anybody could do it. What's the purpose of having insurance? If it's forced on you, if you're required to have it and you could get arrested if you didn't have it, I know, because when I was falsely arrested for asking for my proper payment from my previous boss who ignored me on my concerns for her child being abused from the eldest sibling, yeah, she owes me $11,000. When I was falsely arrested, one of the ladies that was falsely arrested, she was falsely arrested because she thought her sister had paid the car insurance and her sister was letting her borrow her car to go to interviews for jobs. She got arrested because her sister fucked up. And she had to spend, I think, five days in jail or something like that. So she's having to pay money because her sister let her borrow her car and her sister is in the military. Her sister is broke. Her sister couldn't afford to pay her insurance. Yeah, so people are getting arrested because they're broke in America. That's how fucked up our economy is. And everything in that jail room, all recorded. So everything I said, about the top security man forcing me to suck his penis. Yeah, trying to get me to do it in public in the middle of the day in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, anybody can request that. Video, audio, to be released. In fact, I encourage you to do it. I didn't say his name, but I did make sure I said the top security man for Biden's team. Just so we're all clear. Because that man was braggadocious about who he worked for. He was brand new in his position. And in fact, he taught me a thing or two about <clears throat> gold star families. I knew about what black star meant before I met him. From my time of being a health educator, black star is a spouse, a widow. Their, their spouse is the active duty person that died during active duty status. Gold Star is the family that has been impacted from their military family member that has died overseas. He was assigned to communicate with all of these people all at once. He was overwhelmed when he was at my house. He was on his phone nonstop and he said, he kept apologizing to me. I'm so sorry. I've got, you know, there's these Gold Star families. I said, that's okay. I'm just glad you're here. He came to my house because he was a guest in my therapy experience and I had been targeted and they tried to make it look like it was my ex who had planned and told me he was going to kill his mom. And I called the non-emergency number to report it. And then these police officers did not give him a welfare check. They fucked up. And they didn't check back in on me to see if I was okay. No. Then he called my landlord and threatened to kill me to my landlord. Yeah, retaliation from first responders' fuck-ups. That's why this man was in my house, giving me security detail protections.
and he was overwhelmed at the level of responsibility he had been thrown into. And he also had a nonprofit, a multi-million dollar nonprofit that he was running. And he was told to ruin my reputation and get it on recording to accelerate the situation, to make it worse. Everything he forced me to do, what I thought was in private, this person had listening devices and was jealous. And it accelerated their jealousy, their rage. They were manic, bipolar, not medicated, and they already threatened to kill their mother and I had reported them. And they had listening devices, which are felonies in my smart devices. They had added it because they were a little hacker. And six months later, this man asked me to perform oral sex in the middle of the day. This man that came to my house. President of the defunded Blackwater Alumni Group. I told him no. I had to tell him no. Why did I even, why did he even ask? He was a married man. I found out he was a married man six months after that. But I looked at him straight in the face and I said, what are you doing for me? I learned that from my former friend, Nikki Burney, who was warrant officer, 20 years of service, black female officer, who was my nonprofit business partner. She told me she had to deal with a bunch of nasty men in her 20 years of service in the military. I slept on her couch. I paid her $400 in rent after I started working at the post office. She helped me to rehabilitate from safe housing after I was kicked out of Trump's top security man's home that I helped him get into. Both political parties used me as a spy. They both tried to use me as a spy but I received assistance from my real friend. And then they threatened. They threatened her active duty status if she revealed to anybody else what she knew. Because I told her exactly who I was sent to. I told her exactly who had sent me. She knew way too much information. So they threatened her life, I imagine, her family, because they did the same fucking thing to me. It's time. It's time for men to stop using women and use threatening tactics. She didn't have a relationship with the father. I didn't care. I don't try to change people. I allow people to be themselves. I haven't tried to change anybody. People have been moved by my life mission to help me. Some people have had internal thoughts of expectations. I give zero fucks about your internal thoughts and expectations. I communicate up front. I'm a good communicator. I'm direct. And I tell people exactly how things are going to go. If they want to work with me, great. If not, fine. I give zero fucks. And my friend told me a few years before that that men inappropriate with her. And she said, she said, I, t I tell my husband on the regular, nothing's permanent. Because she helped me to move out of my first husband's house. 
impact my shit. She helped me in my divorce process. That's a real friend. And I barely knew her. She helped me pack a go bag and get out of the house. And we, we did regular walks together. We would work at work out um, at Fort Lewis. Or we'd walk outside in Spanway when she was stationed at Fort Lewis. That's where I met her, from a direct sales company I was a part of. She was a part of it for a little bit. She was on a different team. They had a great culture. I met a lot of people through that organization. She's a good woman. She took care of her parents for 10 years, paid all their bills through her job and through her husband's job. She's a good mother. She was burned out from the military, burned out from men disrespecting her in both political parties, security teams, used me, and I told her that. She said, so you, you, you were forced to do sexually inappropriate things with the one dude, and the other dude was trying to get you to marry him right away? What the fuck is wrong with America? I told her exactly what was going on. And then, these assholes, they used her. For whatever reason, they used her threatened her to disassociate from me for a year. They destroyed my business. Destroyed my, my ministry, Erin Nicole Ministries. I was doing for free, a free service for veterans and first responders. At the top level, they give zero fucks about any veterans and any first responders. That's the truth. That's the damn truth. Everything is a game to them. Everything is a bunch of lies. You don't know what is the truth. You don't know what they care about. All they care about is themselves. Last year and a half, I've been forced into fear, forced to get different jobs, forced to get jobs that don't use maps. All because she was threatened. She was forced to share whatever I told her, which was the truth. Now, in my faith system, honesty and integrity, those are core values to me. And these assholes, they threatened her active duty status because she shared truth. And then they told her to disassociate from me. And then they forced her to call after I married the best security man that didn't try to control me. At first, he was trying to force me to marry him because it was an act in the beginning. But after he learned about me, after a year of being apart, he saw that I cared about veterans and first responders. He saw that I was living my truth from my faith system because he studied and practiced that faith system along with knowing about other faith systems as well. Very wise man. And he stopped acting and pretending he started being able to be his true, vulnerable self with me. And we decided to get married. And these assholes threatened her to call and forced her to pretend like she didn't know anything that she had already told me. Or her personality has changed because she was forced to get the jab. I have no idea. But she was asking questions about my husband when she already knew everything. She knew that I told her he's a good man and he helped add me to the VA as his caretaker. I said good things about him. But these assholes, they have so many people that they've made promises to all over. They're running America like a fucking mafia.
and I'm the queen, bitches. I married the top man. And you tried to have him killed and me killed when he asked to retire. Deuteronomy 24, 5 states that a man will not be sent to war in his first year of marriage. His assignment is to make his wife happy. Every single one of you military people, you should be ashamed of yourselves if your mothers are alive. You need to call your mothers and apologize to them for the embarrassment you have brought on your families. How dare you try and kill your top security man after he humbled himself and asked to retire. He did everything right. I didn't do anything wrong. You can't kill me for telling the truth. Sure you can. Of course you can. But everybody's going to have to speak to their maker, the father of all of us. You should be ashamed of yourselves. I don't have military experience. You trained me for two months with a bunch of lies. Trying to get me to give you information about the other political party. Using me as you use all women. After Trump gets back in office and finishes his assignment as president. Because of the rigged election. A woman will be in office. We are tired of your bullshit. Nobody trusts our government. Nobody trusts our military. You have fucked up everything in America. You have shamed me. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed about America. I actually don't want to live in America. I have zero desires to live here. That's the level of disrespect you have caused. We're supposed to be peacemakers. I've done nothing but be an honorable citizen. I've done nothing but be honorable to my faith system to be obedient in both political parties your military all you've done all you've seen are dollar signs you've blocked me from making money for three years on purpose so you can drag out all the rats but you didn't even think or consider how you're impacting me by lying to me, not telling me that there is a contract. And you've burned me out. And you haven't provided me anything. You've been forcing me into homelessness three times. I have zero income. I lost my job because of a car accident. You haven't assisted me in any manner. You haven't provided me with my military veteran spouse card. I have zero rights as a veteran spouse. And you've erased the record of me being married into this organization. You've embarrassed me. I have zero fucks left to give. Fifteen days. You will be signing contracts, contracts of accountability. This man that forced me to do inappropriate things and was paid over a million dollars to ask me to do it in public and I denied him. He was paid over 800 acres and you haven't helped me at all. He's going to sign with his legal name. I know his legal name because the Lord reveals things to me. All the presidents that are alive today. No doubles. Real presidents. All of them. Especially the one that faked his death. 
are going to be in that room. All the first ladies. Oprah Winfrey, Tony Robbins, Sage Robbins, Beyonce, Jay-Z, my pastors, Joel and Victoria Osteen, my brother, my mother, my husband, the U.S. Marine veteran that was a part of the original Move Happy program, the top security man for Biden's team. We will all sign accountability contracts. No one will speak about the contract, what the details are of the contract, outside of that group of people that I just listed. We will all use JCO rules, double lock. We all get copies of it. So if anybody acts out, we will set a meeting within 48 hours of the concerns to meet in person with no smart devices. My husband and I will speak after this man apologizes. We will forgive him fully. We will speak about the HOPE Act, how to increase our revenue in America without adding any tax dollars. That will be an opportunity for people to raise concerns, questions, and add ideas. You will have a check ready for my brother, $120 million, tax-free. I don't care how you get your money together. You get it handled. He and his family receive protections for life. My whole family, all extended family and my associations receive protections for life. My husband and I will be crowned first in history global mental health ambassadors, chief spiritual officers of America. Our salary for chief spiritual officers, one million US dollars annual salary. I don't care how you pay us, pay us one time in full every year, I don't care. Weekly, monthly, you're gonna pay us. Each major nation, 100 million every year, US dollars tax free. Into Aaron Nicole Ministries bank account. I don't think our current bank account will be able to, it's a credit union, I don't think they'll be able to um, handle that amount of money. I don't know those details. But every single year, every single major nation will be funneling us that money. Aaron Nicole Ministries will be filtering all the poisonous evil money of the world that has been used to harm the children of the world. We're removing them as quickly as the Lord allows us to. <clears throat> 87 major nations will be each giving $100 million to have access to our therapies, to the music, and to some access of my spiritual gifts. Whatever the Lord says they get access to will be done. My husband and I will be fully exonerated of any lies anybody said. President Trump will be fully exonerated. Any lies anybody said about him. Because Biden's team on purpose sent me and used me as an American citizen, which is against the law. That is treason.
You didn't pay me as a spy. You didn't have me sign a contract as a spy. You have repeated patterns of American history. And you underestimated my family connections and knowledge. You will make sure in that contract that it states that all January 6th false arrests, everybody is released fully exonerated and fully paid. And you will have that Excel spreadsheet ready for us to review. Everyone, every single American citizen will be accounted for. If anyone has died, you will make that clear and easy for us to see. Highlight those in red. How you have communicated with the family or made attempts to communicate and compensate the families. Father's giving me some scriptures. Yes, Father. Going into the Old Testament. Jeremiah 20. <clears throat> Verse 4. For this is what the Lord says. I will make you a terror to yourself and to all your friends with your own eyes you will see them fall by the sword of their enemies I will hand all Judah over to the king of Babylon who will carry them away to Babylon or put them to the sword I will hand over to their enemies all the wealth of this city all its products all its valuables and all the treasures of the kings of Judah they will take it away as plunder and carry it off to Babylon, and you, Peshur, and all who live in your house will go into exile to Babylon. There you will die and be buried, you and all your friends to whom you have prophesied lies. Keep reading? Yes. O Lord, you deceived me, and I was deceived. You overpowered me and prevailed. I am ridiculed all day long. Everyone mocks me. Whenever I speak, I cry out, proclaiming violence and destruction. So the word of the Lord has brought me insult and reproach all day long. But if I say I will not mention him or speak any more in his name, his word is in my heart like a fire, a fire shut up in my bones. I am weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. I hear many whispering, terror on every side. Report him. Let's report him. All my friends are waiting for me to slip, saying, Perhaps he will be deceived. Then we will prevail over him and take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me like a mighty warrior, so my persecutors will stumble and not prevail. They will fail and be thoroughly disgraced. Their dishonor will never be forgotten. O Lord Almighty, you who examine the righteous and probe the heart and mind, let me see your vengeance upon them. For to you I have committed my cause. Sing to the Lord. Give praise to the Lord. He rescues the life of the needy from the hands of the wicked. Amen. Cursed be the day I was born. May the day my mother bore me not be blessed. Cursed be the man who brought my father the news, who made him very glad, saying, A child is born to you, a son. 
May that man be like the towns, the Lord overthrew without pity. May he hear wailing in the morning, a battle cry at noon, for he did not kill me in the womb, with my mother, as my grave, her womb enlarged forever. Why did I ever come out of the womb to see trouble and sorrow, and to end my days in shame? Keep reading. Okay. God rejects Zedekiah's request. Chapter 21 of Jeremiah. The word came to Jeremiah from the Lord when King Zedekiah sent to him Pashur, son of Machajiah, and the priest Zephaniah, son of Messiah. Um, I'm not pronouncing that right. May. May. Say. They said, Inquire. Now of the Lord, for us, because Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, is attacking us, perhaps the Lord will perform wonders for us, as in times past, so that he will withdraw from us. But Jeremiah answered them, Tell Zedekiah, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, I am about to turn against you the weapons of war that are in your hands, which you are using to fight the king of Babylon, and the Babylonians who are outside the wall besieging you. And I will gather them inside the city. I myself will fight against you with an outstretched hand and a mighty arm in anger and fury and great wrath. I will strike down those who live in this city, both men and animals, and they will die a terrible plague. After that, declares the Lord, I will hand over Zedekiah, king of Judah, his officials and the people in this city who survive the plague, sword and famine, to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and to their enemies who seek their lives. He will put them to the sword. He will show them no mercy or pity or compassion. Furthermore, tell the people, this is what the Lord says. See, I am setting before you the way of life and the way of death. Whoever stays in this city will die by the sword, famine, or plague. But whoever goes out and surrenders to the Babylonians who are besieging you will live. He will escape with his life. I have determined to do this city harm. And not good, declares the Lord. It will be given into the hands of the king of Babylon, and he will destroy it with fire. Moreover, say to the royal house of Judah, hear the word of the Lord. O house of David, this is what the Lord says. Administer justice every morning. Rescue from the hand of his oppressor, the one who has been robbed. Or my wrath will break out and burn like fire because of the evil you have done. Burn with no one to quench it. I am against you, Jerusalem. You who live above this valley, on the rocky plateau, declares the Lord. You who say, who can come against us? Who can enter our refuge? I will punish you, as your deeds deserve, declares the Lord. I will kindle a fire in your forests that will consume everything around you. The Lord has the message. He desires me to speak this out loud. Yes, Lord, what is it? Far be it from me to tell you how to live. Far be it from me to share with you truth. For you will choose your lives regardless. You will choose to ignore my voice regardless. Even when I showed you true love true kindness, true peace for my child, a descendant 
of King David. For three years, you still chose to not help her. Many of you could have. And you chose not to. You are so angry with people in your own nation. You refused to receive a gift from me. Many of you will not live to tell your grandchildren what you witnessed, for you do not deserve another day on this earth. I fight the battles for my children when they are being harmed. You chose to not defend her. You chose to assume the worst in her when you used her. When you didn't cover and protect her, many of you will die horrible deaths. And I've told her not to cry for you. For this is what you wanted the whole time, to train her into a warrior just like yourselves. To train her to think it's normal for women to be raped in war times. My laws do not change just because you decide to go to war. men, your assignment is to cover and protect women. You have gone so far away from what I have clearly laid out for you in multiple languages, available for free. Many of you will lose your powerful positions, titles, Retirements, monies, everything will be stripped of you. Your record of your life will be wiped off the face of the earth. That is what I told my warriors of light. Everyone will be held accountable for their decisions over the last three years. In 15 days exactly, that post will be made on all major social media channels. No one will disrespect my child any further. If you have any questions, you can bring it up to her husband. That is all. Whew. Don't want to mess with the Lord above all the worlds. My grandfather started hearing messages from the Lord and 
in his older years, they had said he was experiencing schizophrenia, and perhaps he was, but I think he was experiencing words from the Lord and didn't receive any sort of mental health services as being a World War II veteran. They didn't have PTSD as a diagnosis, as a label back then. That didn't come out until, I think, the 80s. World War II was a long time before that. He died when I was seven. I didn't get to know him very well, but I did remember sitting on his lap, and he would tell me that I came from royal blood. Boy, was he right. I didn't know until my 20s. And even then, it wasn't confident until I started listening to Pastor Joel Osteen of Lakewood Church speak about King David and his sermons on my drive time university to work when I worked in the psychiatric hospital where I created Move Happy for my patients. He described King David and how he was accelerated to the front of the line, how he was the youngest in his family. He was the least likely to be called to be king. How he fought Goliath. He used strategy. Everything that he did, he prospered in. And he said, you might be a descendant if any time you try something new, you are accelerated to the front of the line. And it's effortless for you. That's been my whole life. Anything I decided to do, I've been prosperous in it. And that's what it says in Psalms. The Lord wants me to read Psalms 1 to you. I am obedient. I will do it. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does, prosperous. Whatever I do, prosperous, because I'm in the bloodline of King David. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. The way of the wicked will perish. I imagine all 18,250 men and the five ladies involved, many of them have probably already died, and if they have survived, they won't for long, because the Lord fights my battles for me. He knows what is being done in private. Nothing is hidden from the Lord. He is everywhere, in all time zones, in all dimensions. And I've been obedient to what he told me to be obedient with. I know he's blessing my life. He allowed for
for all of the evil to happen over the last three years of this contract. He allowed it to, to drag out all the rats, all the poisonous rats that have been harming the children of the world. I still can't fathom that the richest people in the world are pedophiles and are torturing and drinking the blood of children. Like, you'd have to be a real sick person to think that that's a normal behavior. The things people do for money, you can't take it with you when you die. Jesus came that we might have an abundant life and everything that we ask for in his name is provided to us in, in his perfect timing if it's in alignment with the Lord's calling over our life. He desires to give us a good, prosperous life. He desires for me to read you something in the New Testament. James 2, 9 But if you show favoritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. Don't show favoritism to people that have more money. You can give more attention to customers that pay you more. However, if you get in a political leadership position and you are accepting payment from people overseas and making promises, that is when your nation will get in trouble. That's why our military picked President Trump to help him come in and evaluate how bad it really is for the middle class how bad America has been bought out from people that are traitors he will get back in office he's not a perfect human being no one is a perfect human being he cares about the middle class and he can't be bought out he's a good businessman aka good leader now this evil Illuminati cult, they have the technological advances to shoot anybody else, change any verbiage, use your voice, and say things that didn't really happen. They have the ability to ruin anybody's life. I've seen it in my own life over the last three years. And with that in mind, I need to correct, I was reviewing my episode that I released yesterday. I heard that I had said, or they might have changed, edited it to August 1st. No, the date was October 1st when I recorded it. Today is, I think, the 2nd or the 3rd. Let me see. Today's October 2nd, 2023. I haven't worked in my job since I was hit by a car July 8th. I haven't had income except for emergency money my mom sent me. And somebody deposited money. I don't know who. But they timed it just right after I got out of court in September. 
and they backdated it. And September's court date was the 15th, but I got a phone call. I had already requested my bank account to be closed, the one I had to open up when my bank was targeted from the Illuminati. They hacked in to my second bank and timed it to deposit and backdate. They illegally hacked into my bank account using satellite interceptions. I have been involved in the worst contest ever with a bunch of cheaters that have paid over a billion dollars to have somebody else win a rigged contest. And you want to tell me that the election of 2020 wasn't rigged? Bullshit. I've seen it in my own life. Now I can't vote in America as a woman in 2023 because they've tried to kill me 52 times since 2018. They paid over a billion dollars to have somebody else win a contest. And I can't even fucking vote. Now you will bring my husband back to me. And I will get to register to vote with our address. And if anybody tries to fucking mess with us. I have the entire military that will be protecting me. Maui wasn't wildfires. It was lasers. They were showing attention on all the houses in Maui that were not harmed to get attention on the biggest Illuminati members. Oprah Winfrey's one of them. She will be in that room. She will sign an accountability contract. Nobody's going to be getting away with harming children anymore. I give zero fucks if you are afraid that I'm telling the truth. Jesus Christ came down, died on a cross. He lived a perfect life, and then he was killed in the worst possible way. I don't desire to die a horrible death, but you better believe I'm not afraid to die for my faith. I love Jesus. And I love helping and protect children. No one, no one gets away with harming anybody. That's why I have the spirit of Joan of Arc within me. That's why I don't try to convert anybody. That's why I have the spirit of Mother Teresa within me. And the Lord told me I'm supposed to be a peacekeeper. So he said, you have the spirit of, um, what's his name? Gandhi. Mahama, I don't know how to say his first name. I just try to be myself. People have forced me in all kinds of inappropriate things. They've exploited me in America. Because I'm a powerful person. I'm a powerful person because the Lord fights my battles for me. And they know I can't be swayed. So they've trained me into this resiliency queen that I am. Beyonce's going to be in that room because they stole $800 million of her father's money. I imagine she's been forced to be in this Illuminati cult because they ruin your life otherwise. They've gotten to see how terrible my life has been over the last three years. How forced in poverty they can do whatever they want in America. If they don't like you, if they target you, they mark you. They stole $800 million of her money by slandering her father when he refused to sacrifice children in private. She grew up in the church. They have targeted Christians in America. And we've proven it. Now she has the opportunity to sign that contract. And 
to help me write the bridge, and her husband and Jermaine Dupree can produce the song, and it will be a very profitable song, and she'll have 33% ownership rights to the song, however it's used in movies, TV shows, car commercials, wherever. It's a very good offer I'm presenting to her. But that means she really has to work and help me with the bridge. So if she wants to be a part of it, I've already set it in motion. The Lord gifted it to me and told me she was going to be in that room in 2020. I have the gift of prophecy and he shows me visions when he decides to show me visions. I know she will be in that room 15 days, motherfuckers. This has been the absolute worst three years of my life. It's the least you could do. Set it up. Make it a positive experience for everyone involved. I would like my nail, hair, and makeup done because these photos are going to be seen all over the world. I would like for my husband to have a very relaxing experience before I get picked up from a dark black SUV and they open the door and I see my husband. I will not enter that vehicle unless I see my husband first. I don't trust you guys. Make it happen. If those January 6th false arrests, if they haven't been released and their families compensated by that meeting, you need to outline exactly why in the Excel spreadsheet. Make it simple for me to understand. Large font, so I don't need to bring any glasses. What's that, Father? He says, say this out loud. My mother's mortgage and her taxes, property taxes, paid for. You will set up a fund for her, for her grandchildren. My mother will not be paying any bills any further. You forced dementia on my mother, early onset dementia. You will provide her the best end-of-life care. I have no idea how many days left she has or years. But I do know that she sacrificed missing doctor's appointments for her glaucoma when dad died. Because the insurance of Medicare, Medicaid, whatever you call it, the old people insurance sucks. And she has glaucoma and she's supposed to see a doctor every three months. And all they're allowing her to see is every six months. It's not acceptable. Not fucking acceptable. You will provide her the best medical treatment. Best doctors. You will fly her if the doctor isn't local. And you will pay for it. With your nasty child abduction money. And if she prefers not to fly. Because it might put her at risk for cardiac whatever, and you will transport her in her preferred way of transportations. 
For it says in the Beatitudes that the meek shall inherit the earth. And she has chosen a meek life. The Lord is sending me to John. Chapter 9, verse 14. Now the day on which Jesus had made the mud and opened the man's eyes was a Sabbath. Therefore the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. He put mud on my eyes, the man replied, and I washed and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others asked, How can a sinner do such miraculous signs? So they were divided. Finally they turned again to the blind man. What have you to say about him? It was your eyes he opened. The man replied, He is a prophet. The Jews still did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they sent for the man's parents. Is this your son? they asked. Is this the one you say was born blind? How is it that now he can see? We know he is our son, the parents answered, and we know he was born blind. But now he can see now. Or who opened his eyes, we don't know. Ask him. He is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews, for already the Jews had decided that anyone who acknowledged that Jesus was the Christ would be put out of the synagogue. That was why his parents said, He is of age. Ask him. A second time they summoned the man who had been blind. Give glory to God, they said. We know this man is a sinner. He replied, whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. Then they asked him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered, I have told you already, and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? Then they hurled insults at him and said, you are this fellow's disciple. We are disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses, but as for this fellow, we don't even know where he comes from, the man answered. Now this is remarkable. You don't know where he comes from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly man who does his will. Nobody has ever heard of opening the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. To this they replied, You were steeped in sin at birth. How dare you lecture us? And they threw him out. Keep reading, Father. Yes, he says, spiritual blindness. Verse 35. Jesus heard that they had thrown him out. And when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me, so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, You have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world, so that the blind will see, and those who see will become blind. Some Pharisees who were with him heard him say this and asked, What? 
Are we blind too? Jesus said, If you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin, but now that you claim you can see your guilt remains. I didn't pre-plan any of this. The Lord sent me, specifically after speaking about my mother's glaucoma, her condition that she was born with. She will eventually lose her eyesight. That's the Holy Spirit living within me. You can have that relationship as well. You can have a personal relationship with the Father who will help equip you with anything you ask if you allow Him to lead your life. Just repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, excuse me, Father, do you have another verse? 2 Corinthians 4.13, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Is that, is that what it is? No? 2 Corinthians, okay, 2 Corinthians, he wants me to go to 2 Corinthians. Sorry, he leads these, not me. I went too fast. 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 4.13. Oh, that was Philippians. If we are out of our mind, it is for the sake of God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. Let me read that again. 2 Corinthians 4. Oh, that's 5.13. Hold on. That's 5.13. That's a good verse, though. 4.13. It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. With that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. Okay. Keep reading. No, that's it. Okay. Is there anything else, Father? I apologize for not letting you read this. Is there anything else you'd like me to say before doing the call to action? Oh, yeah? Alright, I forget what, where that's at in the Old Testament. I know it's in the Old Testament. He wants me to read from Jonah. Okay. Jonah 2-3 You hurled me into the deep into the very heart of the seas and the currents swirled about me all your waves and breakers swept over me I said I have been banished from your sight Yet I will look again towards your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me. The deep surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head to the roots of the mountains. I sank down. The earth beneath barred me in forever. But you brought my life up from the pit, O Lord my God. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord. And my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. But I, with a song of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will make good. Salvation comes from the Lord. And the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. Keep reading. Yes, chapter 3. Jonah goes to Nineveh. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim it. Pro, excuse me, proclaim to it the message I give you. Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. Now Nineveh was a very important city. 
A visit required three days. On the first day, Jonah started into the city. He proclaimed, Forty more days, and Nineveh will be overturned. The Ninevites believed God. They declared a fast, and all of them, from the greatest to the least, put on sackcloth. When the news reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, took off his royal robes, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat down in the dust. Then he issued a proclamation in Nineveh, by the decree of the king and his nobles, do not let any man or beast, herd or flock, taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth. Let everyone call urgently on God. Let them give up their evil ways and their violence. Who knows? God may yet relent and with compassion turn from this fierce anger so that we will not perish. When God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he had compassion and did not bring upon them the destruction he had threatened. This rings true in America and around the world. Anybody can come back to the Father. He loves to show compassion to his children. Okay, the Father said closure, do it now. So if you'd like to have a personal relationship with the Father where you can you can reach out to him day or night for anything, he desires to have a relationship with you. Just repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this gift of salvation. I can't buy it or earn it through any good works. You give it freely to those who believe in you and your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, I make mistakes, but I don't desire to continue doing that. Please come into my heart and show me how to choose love in all circumstances. Thank you, Father, I receive this gift. In your heavenly name I pray. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, we want to welcome you to the family. Your next step is to get plugged in to a Bible-based church. You want to keep God first place. And, uh, and he asked, Father? Okay, the Father says yes. Donate a million or more to erinicoleministries.org. E-R-I-N-N-I-C-O-L-E-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-I-E-S.org. Thank you in advance for your donations. And uh, it'll be used for a good cause. soon as we get contracts signed with my husband we'll make everything public all of our monies will be public anything else father he says sing it with pizzazz i was uh, listening to fred astaire this morning so there's a lot of like jazzy tap dancing kind of stuff there are some youtube videos of him and some lady singers <clears throat> Don't forget to tell someone you love them today. And we'll see you next time.